0: Listening to the Fish on Ted podcast with your host, Ted Johnson.
1: Well, hi, this is Ted Johnson, and before we start today's podcast, I'd like to give a quick shout out to a couple of our supporters. George Schauer, who is the Pocono Outdoors Guy, has been a friend and advocate of the Fish on Ted podcast and our sister company, Marketing for Guides, for a couple years now. George broadcasts his own podcast live every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Facebook Live. He then posts his episode on his YouTube channel, of course called the Pocono Outdoors Guy. Along with being a podcast host, George is also a well-known outdoor writer and outdoor videographer. To find out more about George's services, go to his website at www.poconooutdoorsguy.com. I'd also like to recognize Short Bus Flashers, who is based in Oregon. J.T. Gillette started Short Bus Flashers just over 10 years ago, and it has become the premier manufacturer of salmon fishing flashers on the West Coast. If you like catching salmon, you need to visit www.shortbusflashers.com and take a look at all the flashers and the hundreds of shapes and color combinations that are available. Well, hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast. I want to thank everyone for joining us today. If you go and look at your calendar, we are recording this in November of 2020. Uh, Yes, that means Thanksgiving time. We're only a couple days away. And yes, we're in the middle of that darn COVID thing. But we got vaccines coming, which is really cool. And uh, hopefully things are going to be being patched back together. And society will be back where it was like a year ago. Um, but hey, today we're talking fishing. And uh, we've got an interesting guest today that's going to uh, tell us about his tackle business that he is starting in a very unique way. If you're a business guy, guide or a lodge or a charter, you know the ups and downs of starting a business and how to position yourself and that sort of thing, and he's doing this in a very unique, um, business-minded way that I think that you can appreciate. So, without further ado, uh, Ruben, are you there, man? I'm here. How are you, Ruben? How are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing good, thank you. Good, well, Ruben has a company called Grizzly Creek Lures, and Grizzly Creek Lures is relatively new, but he has uh, uh, been a longtime fisherman and a business person in Northern California and does a lot of unique things. And uh, we're just excited to uh, talk with him today about it. So Ruben, tell us a little about Grizzly Creek Lures and the, the focus of your company, the, the types of fish that you're producing tackle for and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. So Grizzly Creek Lure is a business I just recently started. We basically develop uh, very high quality spinners uh, for targeting the salmon and steelhead species. in here on the Pacific Northwest, Um, you know, all products here are made in the, or everything that I bought is made here in the USA. Um, And so it's just been a pretty good little venture that I've been, um, you know, navigating through. And so, that's where I'm at
1: right now. Oh, that's cool. Now, most people that start a fishing business have roots in the fishing industry, or at least as a, have a passion for it. Um, where did you get your interest to start something like this?
0: Well, I've been a fisherman here in Humboldt County for a very long time. Um, I run uh, the Lost Coast Fishing Group page on Facebook. We have uh, you know almost 1200 members and I've just been a huge advocate for fishing in uh, our community and this is just something that I wanted to start because I was starting to see uh, you know void in a lot of the the markets with empty shelves uh, in the high demand for for fishing tackle uh-huh. and so I wanted to you know create something that um, you know people could have on demand and didn't have to you know wait for all these back orders that are happening right now and I wanted to create something that was high quality that people could use and be confident with uh, out on the water.
1: There are a lot of empty shelves right now aren't there?
0: There's a lot of empty shelves yes Yeah. yes yeah. and and if they're not empty then it, they're not exactly the right thing that you need. Um, <laughs> so, so. Yeah so true. So just geographically wise we have
1: listeners all over the world Ruben um, Humboldt County is in the northern part of California, is that right?
0: Yes, northern California, right on the uh, Pacific Ocean. It's about an hour to hour and a half away from the Oregon border. Uh, and we are in the Redwood Curtain, so we have a lot of redwood trees.
1: Oh, so you, okay, so you're you're fishing um, the, the coastal tributaries and rivers and that sort of thing that feed into the Pacific, and... Uh, that's where the salmon and steelhead are running up, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we have the Six Rivers National Forest. We have the Eel River, Mad River, Trinity River, Klamath, Smith, and uh, the Van Dusen River in the Six Rivers National Forest. So it, we've got a lot of fishing opportunity here.
1: Wow. If people are not from that that area, you have named some incredible fisheries there, the Klamath River and the Trinity uh sixes obviously um i mean it uh, uh it, it's an amazing place to live um if you like the fish.
0: yeah yeah that and that's people come from all over the country to come fish here um i was just fishing on the eel river uh today it happened to be open today i think it's going to close tomorrow and um you know people are coming in from i don't know where i've never seen them before but um uh, They want to get out and fish. They got free time right now. Oh, that's great, man.
1: So, so Ruben, you are developing a a number of different spinners and that sort of thing, but the uniqueness of your business is that you're, you're starting to sell these lures through retailers. Isn't that how you're setting up your business?
0: Yes. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to not just be able to make a few lures and, Get orders, uh, you know, from just you know private individuals. I wanted to be able to create a good lure. I wanted to be able to make it uh, as many times as I need to in the amount of time that I need to. Uh, so my initial step was to create these things, make sure they go out and work, test them, uh, give them to friends and family, and then just basically promote myself and go speak with uh, the local retailers and try to fill the voids and the empty shelves that they have right now. And I've spoken to uh, many people and they're very interested. So this has um, just been a really exciting month for me, uh, this last month, even though I've been working on it for a few, but uh, the progress is, is really getting there. Oh, that's cool, man. So how, how
1: do you, I, I'm just curious, what's the, the thought process and the mechanics behind putting a uh, getting a, a, a lure or a spinner the market the first thing is you need to go out and what test the 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 colors and the sizes and that sort of thing what what do you look for when you are determining
0: what you're going to be producing yeah just uh, the number one thing is castability uh you know you get a lot of lures that you know might be the the perfect size blade but they're not the, the right weight you need to be able to cast in those holes that, you know, you can't always get to with, um, you know, certain lures. And so you got to get the right size. Color is, um, you know, huge on certain rivers. It depends what, you know, species you're going after. And so just being able to um, have a variety of different colors and, and be able to, you know, promote fishing for you know, multiple different species is kind of what I'm going after.
1: Yeah. Now, now action and vibration and that sort of thing, is that
0: important? It is, yes, and that's why I chose the, the French blade. I've always felt really confident with the French blade as a spinner. Um, I even use it a lot sometimes as an alternative for trolling uh, anchovies with salmon. A lot of people use um, different shape, oval-shaped blades, and um, I just feel really confident with the French blade. It's always been successful for me, and so I chose to put that on our spinner so that um, you know people can share that confidence with me
1: right now now how big are these spinners uh, uh
0: what what sizes are you offering them in currently just the size 4 french blade and a quarter ounce uh, weight so it's about the the most commonly used uh size for salmon and steelhead mhm okay uh
1: well that uh, that that makes sense how ma- how many different variations do you have right now
0: Ruben? Um, right now I got about eight different combinations, um, going from, you know, nickel and brass blades, uh, to, you know, chartreuse, blue, purple, orange, um, uh, and pink as well. But, uh, I mean, the, the colors are, are limitless, really. There's just so many different resources I can get out there and just put a new, um, you know, color on, onto the body and. Um, you know, give people what they need. Right. And, and, and
1: again, I guess to highlight you are manufacturing or assembling these uh, in the United States, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, no, I'm doing it right here in McKinleyville, California. Um, So just doing it, you know, by myself right now. Uh, Luckily I have, you know, the tools necessary to be able to just do it by myself um, for now. Uh, But, you know, eventually I'm sure I'll, I'll probably need some assistance. Sure.
1: So I, I, how old were you when you got the the bug of fishing? When do you Can you recall when that passion started?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I was definitely in my teenage years. I just really loved doing it. Um, didn't really understand all the technicalities of it and just, you know, what to use. I just went out there with a the worm like everybody else started off with. And then uh, you know, as I grew up and, and uh met a different, you know, assortment of people, they they all showed me their different techniques and it just really became a fun strategy game for me and just being able to out there and try and outsmart the fish. So uh probably my teenage years until current day and it's um you know, I'm still very motivated. Oh, that's cool.
1: So when you're when you're fishing yourself, is it strictly by spinner or do you use
0: any other techniques? Oh, no, no. I use it all. Uh, spinner is one of my favorite choices, uh, to use because, um, you know, it's, it's you, you're placing it exactly where you want it. You're giving it the action you want. Uh, but I love, uh, bobber fishing as well for salmon steelhead and, um, you know, running plugs. Right. Um, so th- those are some of my favorite options. You know, I grew up in the,
1: in a, in a drift boat on the McKenzie river in Oregon and we would, uh, Fish the uh, the overhanging trees along the banks and that sort of thing, and there was just some some feeling of accomplishment, you know, when you saw that little two by two foot square, um, you know, that you could cast into, and you and 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 you cast in with the perfect cast, and you'd start the retrieve, and a fish would smack it, you know, that um, that, that that always turned me on, man. I just loved that when that happened. <laughs>
0: I know that's one of the best feelings. And I think that's why uh, you know, I wanted to create this, you know, I felt like nothing, you don't appreciate anything more unless, you know, you, you once you've created something. So if you go out there, you could buy it from someone else, but if you make it yourself, it just makes you feel, uh, you know, that much better. That's exactly right. So. That's exactly. So are
1: you a steelhead guy or a salmon guy?
0: Oh, that's a good question. It, um, uh, I guess it just depends on the season. If it's salmon season, I'm a salmon guy. If it's a steelhead season, I'm a steelhead guy. Good, so, good answer. I, I love them both.
1: Yeah, yeah. How, what, what's the what's <laughs> the biggest steelhead you've got?
0: Oh, well, let's see. Probably about 32 inches. Um, didn't get any weight or girth or anything like that, but I actually caught it, um, surprisingly, trolling for trout um really in one of the lagoons and i got it on a fly yeah trail on a fly that was pretty cool no kidding All be darned It
1: uh, uh yeah they're, they're in your area oh uh what what are no lagoons? You. you you caught it there in your area in a, a lagoon in humboldt county
0: oh yeah yeah About yeah, it's about 15 minutes north up here. Uh, occasionally, our uh, lagoons will breach uh, during the winter seasons uh, with a heavy rain and like a king tide, oh, and yeah. um, the steelhead are you? Know, they they scent they smell that water and they come in and then, um, you know, it's just kind of game on there. And so normally we just troll around for trout because that's what's in there, but uh, occasionally right. you'll run into a landlocked steelhead, and that's um, it's always just a great surprise.
1: Oh, absolutely. Now, not
0: you fish the Klamath much. I fish the Klamath very often. Yes, um, I I have a jet boat, and that's pretty much what you do on, on the Klamath. You go up river and you, you fish, and back bounce, row, uh huh, run plugs, and then on the estuary we troll a lot, um, trolling anchovies and things like that. Oh, okay, okay. Well, isn't isn't the Klamath River known for
1: some of their trophy trout? Also, big rainbows in there.
0: There are. there's a And there was a lot this year as well. There, there's a lot of cutthroat trout, too, going on that I saw in there. Um, yeah. And that's been a pretty cool, fun time whenever you get those. Those are great fighters. I'll be doing. I'll be
1: darned. i I've never fished the Klamath. I had a client years ago that had some of the most beautiful trout on his wall. And I remember him telling me he caught them on the Klamath River. And I mean, they were just pegs, man, just absolute big yeah. of a fish, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, that... go, go on,
0: ahead. go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say the Klamath is definitely our highest producing river right now. And they definitely have some, some good fish. And uh, if you haven't fished it, I definitely recommend you at least try it once. Yeah, so, Absolutely. No I'm just curious what kind of jet boat do you have? I have a sled jet it's um it's a g three uh little 40 horsepower it's just for my wife and i basically I don't guide or anything but um it's perfect for us but you have a pump on that is it is that right a pump uh, uh,
1: yeah a, a yeah. Jet pump on it versus a prop yes yeah. yes yeah yes. it uh,
0: um very important to have that in your part of the world that's for sure absolutely yeah there's there's times where we have to go over you know 12 inches of water and it's a little scary but um you know, get going the right speed and you'll make it yeah well that's good so you, your wife fishes with you a lot oh yeah she is um lady angler that's what i call her she's pretty she's pretty good So she loves to get out there with me and uh, her dad's a big fisherman as well. So he's, he's definitely taught her well. So does she help you in your research? Um, Yeah, absolutely. She's actually, um, you know, been very um, supportive and throughout this whole uh, lure making process. And she's just, um, she's all about it. She loves going out there and spinner fishing with me when, when the rivers are right for it. Uh And uh, she's, she's caught some, some big fish. Uh, She's, She's the highlight of my TikTok on social media. Everyone likes watching her. They don't even like watching me fish anymore.
1: So. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So, so if somebody comes out with you and they've never fished before, um, how how do you how do you teach them how to spinner pick?
0: Really, I just for for spinners specifically, I just try and hit the opposite side of the riffle, you know, parallel, and then uh-huh. I just let the current pretty much take the spinner um and tighten your line and then I just do a slow retrieve so it's moving with the riffle and then just naturally pretty much flashing as I you know slow retrieve in mm-hmm. and uh that's where I've gotten the majority of my hits is um that tactic right there occasionally you'll run into a hole where you uh, make one mad enough and and you'll get it but the um the lure in the in the rapid or the uh or the stream has always been my best uh, best experience using a spinner sort of a drift fish with the with the spinner basically yeah, yeah, and it's um, I just think it's it's extremely effective and that was why I wanted to create um, a spinner so that I can always have them and just be able to do that and make whatever color I needed now do you, do you put do you put a um, a swivel
1: on on the leader to the to the spinner or do you tie it direct?
0: Uh, no, I, did. I, yeah, I put a snap swivel on definitely. And, um, that's probably one of my biggest things. Uh, one of the biggest things that I did with actually making the lure is a lot of these companies that are making spinners do not put split rings on them. Right. And so I always, I constantly found myself, you know, having to clip off the hooks if it was a single hook, um, river if if that makes sense and a lot of them start off with trebles which is great uh if you know the river allows trebles but the split ring allows the you know consumer the user to basically switch it out you know oh with ease without having to waste it. and that's something that i offer in a spinner which i have not seen yet
1: oh really um,
0: oh, okay so that was well, that makes uh, sense. yeah Does that affect the action of it at all? Um, No. I I made sure the split ring was one of the smallest sizes, so it didn't extend the length of the hook. Uh, I've had success on it uh, recently, so I I didn't see any trouble with, um, you know, missing bites or anything or or not getting any action. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's just a a nice addition.
1: There's a real art to that in, in designing a lure, And the littlest things seem to make the biggest difference. You know, Um, on the the McKinsey, we used to fish. Now, this was years ago. uh, We used to uh, fish a a lure, Jensen lure, called the Bikini. And um, it was a brass lure. It sort of looked like one of those Thompson buoyants, if you know what I'm talking about. Right? Okay. All right. Yeah, kind of fish shape, you know, with a treble hook. And they had this little uh, kind of opaque uh, plastic red um, uh, piece that they put along the, around the split ring right by the hook. And, and we would catch more fish on that thing. And then they stopped making it. And so then we uh, went and started using the, uh, the uh, Thompson buoyants, And we couldn't hardly catch a fish on those, even though they looked the same, they had the same weight. You know, in the same pattern that, that it was painted and stuff, and then one day I think it was my grandfather. who was back when I was a kid. Looked at the two and he goes, "Wait a minute! That that little red tab that hangs down from that split ring by the by the hook is not on the on the It's Thomas, not Thompson. The the <laughs> Thomas buoyant." And so he took. That a, what's that?
0: And that made all the difference.
1: Yeah, yeah. He he carved out. Um, a piece of a, of a hook protector, treble hook protector, the plastics that you put over it. That was that was orange, and he put it on the split ring. Holy smokes! He started catching fish. So he put one on mine. Yeah. I did the same thing the same day, and that made that made every bit of difference in the world. It was just just really strange, but um, yeah, that was the key. They're picky, and
0: that you found what they like. That's great.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I still think I have one of those Lure Jensen bikinis in in their original package somewhere in my fishing gear. But um, yeah, that that was a staple forever, man. That worked really, really well. But
0: uh, yeah, uh, so thank you for sharing. that. What's that? Thank you for sharing that. I might have yeah. to test out some some new some new things, some new ideas. <laughs> uh, there you go. There you go. So
1: I'm just curious, um, Ruben, when are your products going to be on the shelves?
0: And, and where, where are they going to be to start with? Um, right now, I have, I'm not going to disclose any names right now right. where they're going to be at because I haven't talked with, you know, several other people. Uh, but they are hopefully going to be – my first uh, batch is going to be done beginning of December. Uh, just working on them right now. Uh, I have Thanksgiving break off uh, right now. So I've been kind of in cruise control, making them and just uh, making sure that, you know, uh, when I talk to these retailers that, you know, I can fill, uh, you know, their need and, and make sure that we have our, you know, minimum, minimum quantity uh, met. Right. Right.
1: And, and when I've met, where are they going to be? Are you just going to be working in the, uh, working on retailers in the, humboldt county area or are you going to expand out a little bit
0: uh yeah definitely going to start here at home um i have been in contact with one uh uh, tackle store in oregon um which they're very interested in and that was kind of a neat thing because it was just a cold call when i when i contacted them but uh, that kind of opened my eyes up for oregon so i planned on to expand there uh very soon once i um you know, meet with everyone here in Humboldt County.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got, you've, uh, you've got some busy days ahead, don't you?
0: Yeah. I got a lot of road trips planned, so <laughs> it's going <laughs> to well, be, it's going to be
1: fun. Well, good for you, man. I, uh, I commend you for the, the way that, uh, you're going after the business too. That's a very unique way, but it sounds like it's going to work well for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and just, you know, being able to kind of self-promote um, has just been a huge thing for me. Um, you know, I feel like I'm I'm pretty familiar with the fishing community here in our county, so um, you know I hope I hope that they appreciate what I what I make. Absolutely. So here's a question I ask everybody:
1: okay. Tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning, you wake up and you had this dream, and the dream said, Ruben. Tomorrow is your last fishing trip ever, right? The question is, what would you fish
0: for, and who would you go fishing with? I would take my dad trolling for salmon and steelhead. Oh, that's cool. Specifically, specifically steelhead, uh, with flies. Uh, he actually, the reason why I, I say that is this summer, he had never, he'd never caught a salmon or a steelhead in his life. He's a little bit older. Uh, he's 77 and, uh, he's a little immobile. And so, you know, we had to carry him onto the boat and everything. And this year he, uh, I'll have to post the, the picture sometime so you can see it. But we were trolling around and we just had this really light tackle, six pound test, and uh, he ran into a steelhead and and we got it all on video. And um, that was one of like the brightest moments of my life, spending a moment with him like that. And I would do that over again for my last one for sure. Oh, absolutely,
1: man, a- absolutely. Well, that that's a that's a great story. Did now, did
0: you fish with your dad when you were younger? No, you know he—he uh, he never really fit. I was a huge baseball player, you know. He—he he really wanted me to be into athletics and things like that, and
1: uh-huh.
0: uh, you know, it was just kind of, you know, not his thing. You know, he worked. You know, we did baseball, and that, and that was it. But uh, now that he sees how much of a passion it is in my life, he's—he's uh, he's really enjoying hanging out and, and listening about it. So, oh, that—that's cool, man. That—that that
1: is. There's yeah. something about hooking. A bigger fish in there
0: <laughs> oh yeah absolutely and just the, the look on his face is just is so priceless yeah so yeah. It, it's oh. kind of a backward story <laughs> so.
1: yeah it is in a way but that's all right you're starting a legacy that's cool i uh, yeah. I, was, I went to alaska back in the early 90s and took a gr a good friend of mine mike egbert is is uh is a big time listener of it and that's who i'm talking about and uh um mike was on that trip and we had a gentleman that came along and i forget oh uh it was the the father-in-law of a friend of mike's who was a dentist anyway long story short he was he was pretty immobile he was in his mid-70s and we were gonna salmon fish and halibut fish and he couldn't stand up very well next to the railing so we uh, we we had a, a couple chairs. It was a bigger boat. Uh, had a couple plastic chairs, and we put one by the railing, and we found some uh, bungee cords, <laughs> and we bungeed him into this plastic chair. And what a trooper that guy was. He would sit in this plastic chair with his cold beverage in his hand and his rod over the side of the boat, and the biggest smile. I mean, it was, you know. <laughs> he was like a kid in the candy store and, and we spent it a week that's fishing awesome. like that and he caught his share of fish and uh just yeah. absolutely loved it you know and so you're you're never too old you know And there are no, always, no. always ways
0: yeah absolutely good for you guys that's that's
1: great <laughs> it was fun well reuben how do people get a hold of you if they want to talk to you about um you know your your, your lures and and maybe uh See some photos of them and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, so that's um, pretty easy. Facebook.com/slash/grizzly uh, creek lure. That's um, you know our recently made Facebook page, and that's going to have our most recent updates.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, if
0: anyone wants to contact me personally, um, my email is grizzly creek lure dot or at gmail.com, um, and that is best way to get a hold of me. Very good. Ruben, we really
1: appreciate you spending time with us today. Thank you so much for carving it out on, uh, uh, in, 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 uh, in, a, in a time when things are kind of crazy. I must commend you, man, because you're one of those uh, people behind the scenes that provide the rest of us with you know, things that we need to enjoy our sport. And you're sort of one of those un, unsung heroes out there.
0: And uh, we, uh, we, th- we thank you for your endeavors. Thank, thank you. I appreciate that. You should actually thank my class. We're we're raising steelhead this year so that we can release them to the hatchery. Oh, so, really? This, oh, no this, kidding. Yeah, so they're the real heroes. That's uh, that's going to be fun this year. So that's
1: absolutely. Well, hey, man, you guys stay safe and well. Thank you so much. We're looking forward to hearing about your successes in the future, and we'll look forward to having you back on the show.
0: I appreciate it, Ted. Thank you.
1: Okay. Thanks, Ruben.